Welcome you back for our final segment of Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Very happy to welcome Alexander Bowen, who is joining us from Paris, France today. Alexander, great to have you on the show. Hello, it's great to be here. Tell us just a little bit about uh, about yourself, what you do, what makes you tick. Obviously, you're a Young Voices contributor. Tell us what else is on your plate. Um, so I'm a student at Sciences Po Paris, um, where I study politics and government, particularly French and European politics, but with a Euro-American focus. Um, so I'm originally from Britain, where my family is German, and I live in France, obviously, for university. So I'm very excited about politics, government, mostly public policy issues, but also European policy issues. Well, I'm, I'm looking at a piece that you wrote for the article.com. Has Angela Merkel left a feminist legacy? And and I don't know a great deal about her. I know she's the outgoing chancellor of Germany. But um, if you would walk us through a little bit of, of her history, um, you know, at least uh, um, as chancellor, how she came to power and what what is she going to best be known for? So how she came to power is very interesting. So originally in 1989, just before the Berlin Wall was falling, um, she was just a, a boring chemist. She was a scientist. She's just working on a, a local laboratory. She is a squatter in her house in Germany. And then when the wall falls, she turns up at a political party office, offering to help set up their computers. A few weeks later, she's one of their deputy spokeswomen. Then she becomes deputy spokeswoman for the East German government. Then, when they reunify, she gets invited to become a women's and equalities minister. So it's women, family, equalities. She has that portfolio for a few years. Then she becomes environment minister. This is all for the Conservative Christian Democratic Union. Um, And then there's a bit of a scandal in the late 1990s. She, what some people have called, stabbed her mentor in the back. And she eventually gets to be leader of her party. In 2002, she stopped from running to be chancellor. But that ends up being great for her because she takes over the party completely as a result. 2005, she runs to be chancellor. Rocky election, very rocky election, where she ends up prevailing thanks to a very misogynistic outburst from her main opponent, Gerhard Schroeder. And she's just been chancellor ever since, 16 years this year. Wow. Now, OK, it's it's not that I don't follow geopolitics, but I have to admit, I know very little about Angela Merkel. And I think that's to her credit, because um, it seems that her scandals at least have been uh, less attention getting than than a lot of other leaders. Is that is that fair? Is that safe to say? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not able to think of a scandal, but I can't personally think of a scandal. What, what, what did you have in mind? I, that actually, I, that's the thing. I, I really can't associate her with, with any particular scandal. Um, there have been I, pl- I think, plenty of other leaders that, you know, have, have a, you know, black yeah. mark against them, but she seems to, she seems to have escaped, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of dirt following along in her wake. I, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, before she became chancellor, she said she wanted to to stay to, true to her roots, she wanted to keep cooking potato soup. And you know what? It seems like she has stayed true to her roots. I don't know if that's the East German upbringing, which it, it very much could be, because obviously she was taught in her upbringing, not reveal emotions, be silent, be practical. And that seems to be what she's done. Talk to me about uh, um, her, her work in terms of, of women's rights. 
Um, it, I understand that, that her background actually kind of lends itself to uh, to being a champion for, for women's rights. So she never is, she's never expressly called herself feminist until last month, which is really interesting. She's consistently been dodging the question. So there's one from 2017. There's Christine Lagarde speaking, so the president of the European Central Bank now. Um, and there's Ivanka Trump speaking. Ivanka Trump and Christine Lagarde both say, yes, they're feminists. Angela Merkel says, I wouldn't know if I would describe myself as a feminist. She's very, she's very reluctant to use the term. She hates the term. But my argument is that she, she is a feminist based on her policy, but what she's done is not call herself that. So if we look at the policy she's done, Historically in Germany, your, your benefits from when you were going on parental leave, not that they have that in America, at least not government ones, um, they used to be a very small fixed amount. So you would never, if you were a middle income earner, you would really struggle to take that parental leave. Because if, if your salary has gone from, from 30,000 euros and your, your, your benefits are now like 200 euros a week, you've had that big cut off. What she does in her first government is she just sits there, it's as a percentage of your income with a minimum, which means that far more people can actually benefit from their maternity leave. She also expands childcare subsidies. She massively increases the benefits that women can get outside of the labor force. So one of the big things was in the 2000s, we had these European Union directives about increasing women's labor force participation and other gender equality measures. What she does in that first term she doesn't just implement the directives. She goes above and beyond. So one of the things they do is they create a, f- a federal ministry of equality. They, they institute so many policies as a result of that. But then later on in this most recent term, she had a very competent women in equalities minister called Manuela Schwezig. She's from the Social Democratic Party. And one of the things they do is they implement a, a minimum quota for corporate boards. So 30% of corporate boards have to be women now. But then you also have other measures like gender pay gap disclosure. So companies now in Germany have to disclose what their pay gap is and why that is. So obviously a car company might have different pay gaps to a supermarket. So they're allowed to explain the very progressive measures, which is interesting, especially because she is that Christian democratic figure. There's also at the beginning, um, Germany has historically been a very conservative country, like especially members of her political party. So they'd spent a long time trying to liberalize reproductive rights in Germany. And the Constitutional Court had been consistently striking down these liberalizations. Like, sort of overturning of Roe vs. Wade style constantly. And what she eventually did is she was instrumental in getting the first legalization of abortion in Germany. Um, which is really interesting because up until that point, it'd been an absolute mess. In fact, she got taken to court by members of her own political party over it. Like, she's been instrumental in women's reproductive freedom, in women's labor freedom, and then just in setting an example for women more broadly. Like, if you think she'd been in office for 16 years, do you know how many other women are in the G20? How many other women are in the G20? The answer, other than Angela Merkel, is zero, unless you're counting Ursula von der Leyen, who she appointed to be president wow. of the European Commission. So she has been, especially recently, the only woman in the room, which is something I think we can't understate the importance of. 
You know, I I guess I just haven't paid as close of attention to a lot of those G20, you know, summits uh, to to see. But but I think about it and it's like, yeah, she's been a pretty regular part. Her face has been a familiar part of those those national leaders. And uh, wow, I just I had no idea that that she had been um, not only uh, such a stable, but such an effective leader within Germany. What is her legacy likely to be now that uh, now that she's going to be? You know, now that she's the outgoing chancellor. The, the biggest thing with Angela Merkel's legacy is she doesn't have a standout achievement in the same way other people do. So, like, Conrad Adenauer's standout achievement was the Wirtschaftswunder, so the economic miracle. Helmut Kohl's is the reunification of Germany. Willy Brandt and Helmut Schmidt, they have Ostpolitik, so detente with the Soviet Union. But then Angela Merkel's, she does not have the same sort of bold, look what I have done, policy. What she has is crisis management. So if you think about what she's managed in her time in office, she's managed the global financial crisis of 2007 and 2008. She's managed the Eurozone debt crisis of 2010 to 2015. She's managed the migrant crisis of 2015. She's managed terrorism. She's managed the climate crisis. She's managed consistently crises. And that is her legacy. And I am not convinced that a less savvy politician would have been able to hold it all together in the way she has. Amazing. And and she never used the word feminist up until just recently. Yeah, she's been consistently avoiding the word feminist. What she used to do for a while is create this dichotomy of feminists. She would say, I'm not a feminist because I'm not an activist. For her, she deliberately reserved the term feminist for activistic women. But recently she said, yes, I'm a feminist. Yes, we should all be feminists. Fascinating. Wow. So who will be taking her place? At the moment, it's looking likely to be Olaf Scholz, who's currently the vice chancellor and the finance minister. So he's also the chancellor candidate of the Social Democratic Party. So he he is politically actually very similar to her, despite being from a centre-left party. And he's looking likely to be forming a government with the Green Party. Nothing like American Greens. Let's just clarify that. Okay. That needs to be clarified. And then with the liberal free Democrats, liberal again in the European sense. So center-right political party. Interesting. Well, it sounds like she's leaving some really big shoes to fill. Um, yeah. Alexander, where can people follow you and, and follow your writing and your work? So they can find me on Twitter at ADB0WEN. Very good. Thank you so much for being our guest on the show today. It was great being here. Thanks.